This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander and Craig WK. And we're talking about Rocktober. Oh yeah. Uh And with Rocktober, we're going to be a little more literal today. Headbanging. Headbanging and rocks. Yes. Like caves? Aha, uh-huh, I could I would say so. And cavemen. Bonks adventure. Bonks. Adventure. <laughs> for, for the Adventure. Tur- <laughs> uh for the TurboGrafx 16. This is the first TurboGrafx game we've talked about. In the history of Legend of Retro. It was an interesting system, which we'll touch on a little bit. I, I feel like any story about Bonk's adventure sort of has to include a little bit of history on the system it came from. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know very much about this at all. Uh, I played it when it came when it was released for the virtual console on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember as a kid getting like GamePro magazine and all the other random gaming magazines and yeah. seeing uh, advertising. It's like, dude, Bonk looks so good. It was really captivating, and I think if you're anything like I was, I was really into dinosaurs when I was a kid. You weren't even into dinosaurs, and it still was captivating? Yeah, I mean, I just I thought it looked cool. I just liked the character design of Bonk. I thought he looked awesome. I mean, the art looks great. You have to think that the TurboGrafx-16 was sort of the the first 16-bit system, you know, out in America, and it it was originally made to compete with the Nintendo and the Master System. And so for the time when it first popped in, I mean, it looked great. The graphics were awesome. Uh, it's real colorful, bright. Uh, but we'll definitely uh, touch uh, base on a lot of this. Uh, you know, the uh, Bonk's Adventure came out in 1990 in America. Uh, it was eventually ported to the Nintendo and the Game Boy. It's a 2D platformer set in a prehistoric time. Uh, it stars a bald cave boy named Bonk, who uses his head to smash enemies and uh, rescue Princess Za from the evil King Drool. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, there's not really much story. Like, no story opens when you begin the game or anything. It pretty much just you start and you're in a, you know, forest or a, uh, like an open plane level. Uh, the 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 kind of interesting thing here is that uh, uh, you know we had mentioned that it was you know the Turbo Graphics 16 was really made to compete with the Nintendo and the or yeah the original Nintendo and the Master System, but eventually the Super Nintendo and the Genesis came out, and so it was kind of stuck competing with those two more powerful systems. And the TurboGrafx-16 didn't have a lot of support in America. It didn't sell mm-hmm. that well. It didn't really have third-party support in America, so it kind of fizzled out. It, they played it a lot on Nick Arcade, though. I loved that show when I was a kid. Yep. I I, I do kind of remember it on Nick Arcade, but I don't remember Nick Arcade that well. You remember it, they played it a bunch? I used to watch the show all the time, man. Um, but yeah, I remember that's where I would see Bonk being played. Like, oh, man, I really want to play that. Um, and every time they'd go over to the little arcade cabinet, they'd uh-huh. have like Sonic 2. I was like, you idiots, why aren't you playing Sonic 2? And- <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, when Bonk was first brought to America, they really wanted to push it as Hudson's uh, kind of mascot flagship character for their system, the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, the commercial, even, when it first came out, uh, had Bonked kind of taking jabs at Mario. Uh, it showed, like, a very cliche-looking original Mario Brothers level, uh, you know, with, like, kind of crummy 8-bit graphics, and, like, Bonk smashes his head into it, and, every, you know, the, you know, get your head in the game and stuff like that was, like, their their tag for the commercial or something yeah. like that. I. Uh, but I, I didn't really. I so this is a lot of new things for me. I never knew that Hudson was the company behind the Turbo Graphics. Yeah, Hudson also did uh, like Adventure Island. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I can't even. I'm drawing them like another. But they had the little B logo. The, huh? Hudson was Bomberman. Yeah, Hudson was Bomberman. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, was Bomberman like you said? It was also uh, uh, Adventure Island. Hudson Soft had pretty great games themselves. Uh, you know, so so honestly, them making a system isn't that crazy to me. You know, just right. because they you know they had they had their own games and stuff. Uh, in Japan, the TurboGrafx 16 actually did pretty well. It didn't do that bad. Eventually, it even got the uh, CD add-on, uh, and you eventually get games like uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, like uh, the system had great hits. It's just sort of a shame it didn't do well in America. Though I guess if it did well in America, maybe the Sega or the Nintendo Super Ni- or Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo wouldn't be doing as well. Kind of hard to say, I guess. Uh, but no, it's uh, uh, you know with its nice 16-bit graphics that was sort of you know ahead of the game. Yeah, uh, it looks colorful. The sprites really pop out. The background is really pretty. It even can interact with the level. Like there are some levels where like you'll see a volcano erupt in the distance, and you know like you know volcanic rocks drop on you and stuff. Uh, I think Bonk Sprite, uh, like you said, looks really good. It's really charming, kind of goofy. I think I feel like he kind of gives a uh, uh, a kid Goku vibe. I was gonna say Krillin. He looks a lot like Krillin, but I think in like sort of his demeanor and personality, his kind of goofy grin, 
Uh, he, he has that Goku-esque vibe for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you You can head headbang and knock out enemies, or you can jump in the air and then dive bomb with your uh, big noggin. Uh, you can kind of bounce enemies around and kind of juggle them. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of do this weird thing where you like flip your head in midair, like do a headbutt, and then you spin yourself and you sort of keep yourself in air so you can kind of get a long distance jump by continually spinning, mm-hmm. you know? So there is uh, uh, some pretty interesting mechanics. It's a, a pretty simple simple game though uh there's you know not too much else to it otherwise like that uh but i uh, but no I, I think the the prehistoric setting uh is really really well done i i think the 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 levels level themes are really cool uh what's interesting is you you don't necessarily have like like in you know Mario 3 you have like a forest level and you have a desert level and it's all the levels within it are are pretty similar to that in bonk every stage typically has a slightly different atmosphere so you might go from a you know a forest to like a swamp uh there's some levels where uh uh you know you're underwater but there are others where you're inside the body of a giant dinosaur hmm you know, so so there's definitely some really interesting stuff there, and uh, uh, some powers I forgot is that uh, uh, Bonk eats meat. Yeah. Uh, once he eats meat, he powers up, and he he has a temporary form where he can pound the ground, and it freezes enemies on the screen, or he you know gets even more meat, and he's you know invincible for a short time. Yeah. I uh, so I I feel like the I'm mechan- a, I'm a, for viewer or listeners uh, trying to figure out why I'm not saying very much. Uh, I'm actually watching gameplay of Bong just to kind of refresh my memory because it's been so long since I played it. Um, and he like when he eats the meat, is that was that when he's getting like all angry looking? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He, when he eats the meat, he gets that angry look on his face. Uh, I, I mean, he's he just lo- getting more serious. He's, yeah, he's not. He's not angry. Yeah. He's still happy go lucky. Bonk. He's just real serious. Yeah. Why does it like blow his lid like that though? Oh, you mean why like smoke pops like out literally the top? his his head bursts open and like a mushroom cloud comes out? It's all that cartoony charm, I suppose. But you, I would think that was meaning something bad was happening, especially when he like his skin is red and he gets like angry eyes. It looks like he's not enjoying eating this meat. <laughs> Maybe he's a vegetarian. I don't know. And we're doing this to bonk. We're taking away all his vegan powers. <laughs> well, I mean, we're giving him meat eating powers. I guess. I guess. I mean, he's not thrilled about it, but, you know, whatever. It helps you beat the level. Fair enough. The uh, uh, Another interesting thing, especially as we're, you know, kind of taking a glance at, you know, the, the gameplay here that I appreciate is the uh, uh, the level can change and alter. Like, volcanoes will pop out of the ground and stuff. And I, I don't think there's really many platformers that are like that, that, like, sort of interact with you on their own. You know, that sort of just the level does its own thing like that. It's mm-hmm. certainly not in older games, you know. I, uh, but I, no, the, I, uh, uh, music I, I did want to touch a little bit of bass on it's Yeah. We, 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 uh, listened to a couple tracks before the, before we started to record and I guess I, d- I didn't remember very, oh geez, I just started foaming at the mouth as he died. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, there's like a little baseball cap on. Seems like a nice little dinosaur. I don't know why his spines are trying to hurt you so bad. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like one thing you you stressed was that it it was very much a um, oh he's not very happy about that. <laughs> Sorry, and now you go you go inside the dinosaur now. Uh-huh. Okay, this looks a lot like Joe and Mac, like it, some of the dinosaur designs. Was that also Hudson Soft? I 
don't think that was Hudson song. I think uh, Data East. That's right, Data East. Data yep. East did uh, uh, Joe Very Mac. similar dinosaur animations. It's interesting. I think that around that time, dinosaurs were really popular and stuff, especially yeah. Jurassic Park was going to be coming out soon or it was maybe out around that time. Well, Jurassic Park in 94. Okay, so yeah, it was uh, a few years off and we had Jurassic Park and yeah. dinosaurs were really caveman big. Caveman games, however. I mean, not necessarily literally caveman games, but caveman-themed <laughs> games like Chuck Rock. Uh, Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac, yeah, were, were kind of big. Yeah, they absolutely were. I think that there was a, a fair amount of games like that for that time. And uh, it's it's definitely interesting because you don't really see that that much anymore. Yeah, Maybe dinosaurs have not been as popular since then. I'm not really sure. Who knows? Uh, but I... Uh, but like I was saying with the music, oh, um, yeah. one thing that you stressed was that it was a competitor with the Nintendo, or the original Nintendo and uh, Master, Master System. System. Sorry. Because I was like, I'm kind of under underwhelmed with this music, but when you think of it in that that sense, like, yeah, it's 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 not bad for that era. Oh yeah, for the era, I think it's it's pretty decent. I think it's a little repetitive. It's uh, the music is done by Sukasa Masuko, uh, who uh, actually worked on a lot of the early Shin Megami Tensei games. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, which for our listeners that are like wondering what the heck that is, uh, that eventually spun off to the Persona series. Yep. Which uh, you know is a little bit more popular here in the states. Uh, the music's real simple. I think it's a little charming. It's it's a little on the softer side. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite theme is the boss music, and it's fairly repetitive. So I don't know why it's my favorite. Uh, but I really enjoy it. Yep. Uh, so here's the boss music from Bonk's Adventure. Not a whole lot going on, but it's it's catchy. Yeah, it is. I I, I think that's probably what I appreciate about it is it's real catchy. Uh, now I did want to touch base on the bosses for this game. Okay. So Bonk's Adventure is a really weird game. It might not seem like it on the surface, you know, like Cave Boy Adventurer, you know, fights dinosaurs. Not that yeah. weird, right? So as the game goes on, it starts getting weirder and weirder and like just really kind of bizarre. So, the bosses aren't too difficult, but the the game, as well as the bosses, start to get a little bit more complex and difficult as it goes on. Now, once a boss is defeated, it's revealed that they're controlled by these weird, like, egg-like helmets. And once you defeat them, they kind of become friendly with you after the fight. Uh, so, the... The first fight is is this like dinosaur that like shoots bubbles out at you. You know, it's nothing too crazy. The second boss is this like ninja guy who has a Fu Manchu mustache, and he a- after you defeat him and he's you know saved and you've you know rescued him or whatever, he tells you that he he like is giving his heart to you, which uh-huh. is a little weird. And his design in general just has like a weird, almost culturally insensitive look. <laughs> the weird Fu Manchu. Uh, the third boss uh, is like a, a 
big kind of ape-like kind of guy with like big thick arms. Now the I believe it's the fourth boss is uh, uh, kind of weird. He once he's a boxer, like he shoots out like like jet boxing gloves at you uh-huh. throughout the boss fight. When you've defeated him and he, he's back to normal, he's still a boxer and he looks suspiciously like Joe Yabuki, who's a boxer from a 1968 manga called Ashita no Joe. Okay. He looks so similar. The same kind of hair, almost like a, a, a for our listeners, uh, Troa Barton from Gundam Wing, who had the hair kind of going down in front of his face, almost like the emo kind of uh, look. Uh, he he has that like weird hair. And so, uh, Xander, feel free to give a search just to kind of confirm my suspicions for Ashita. Uh, A-S-H-I-T-A, no Joe, J-O-E. Uh, and you'll you'll sort of see his appearance yeah. and then see the boxer after he's kind of freed. And uh and yeah, it's it's just really weird that they they look so similar. Yeah. Am I crazy or no? No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I I can only imagine it's a reference to that. But so the game gets even weirder. You know, boxing dinosaurs is just scratching the surface. So in the last castle, uh, you have to fight the Princess Za, who's been mind controlled like everyone else. Uh, Instead of fighting her, you fight a demon car called T-Ractor Head. Okay. That she has like remote control. Tractor head. Tractor head, yeah. Okay. It's this weird demon car thing that uses like all these different moves that are based on the bosses from that you previously fought. And so you you defeat him and thus save her. And Princess Zah, by the way, is a plesiosaur from the moon. Of course. Right. From the moon. I mean, I just guessed that by her name. After you fight her, you go to fight King Drool, who's a giant like T-Rex with like tiny little wings and a big crown, who shoots laser pitchforks. And at the end of the game, Bonk bids his new moon friends farewell, and they all wave goodbye. Also, Bonk had a crush on the plesiosaur princess. It's it's real weird. Okay. It's really weird. The the last scene of the game, all of them waving from the moon is really 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 weird. It's 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 a fun game. It's a fun platformer. But there's just real weird bizarre moments. Yeah. The guy with the Fu Manchu, the boxer who's, you know, co- has copyright infringement, the plesiosaur princess, all these people are from the moon. Yep. Uh-huh. And we're watching the uh the scene right now. I want to go back to the banana farm on Moonland. <laughs> Yep, apparently there's a banana farm there. Uh-huh. That's the, the boxer. Uh-huh. Yep. Thanks for saving Princess Za. Princess Pizza? I wish. No, sadly, just a plesiosaur princess who has uh, very little to do with pizza. I feel like this game would have done much better if they had more pizza. I mean, yeah, probably. Is that the plesiosaur on the left? Oh, uh, no, she was center. Oh, this one here. Uh-huh, yep. Oh, okay. Uh, a little pink plesiosaur of the crown. I was going to say, that other one seems awfully large for Bonk to be, like, in love with. Not that, you know, 
I mean, hey, no judgment, but yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it's literally like six bonks tall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Oh, Al Egator. Oh, yeah. There's like, uh, uh, that's another thing is at the end of the game that's very similar to like uh, some of the Mario games. There's a cast of characters where they tell you the names of all the enemies and they're all really. Freddy Frogger. Uh-huh. They're all of, very alliterative. Uh-huh. Very kind of dopey. Yep. The Oompa Loompas. Uh-huh. Not to be confused with the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> There's no M's. <laughs> Henry Hatchet. Bill Duck. <laughs> it's so dumb. I, I'm excited for you to see the uh, uh, the demon car, though, because it's really kind of horrifying looking. The squibs, the squubs. Andy Ammonite. Uh-huh. Funky Fish. Now, I never said this was a perfect game. Cherry Jelly. <laughs> Blue Hawaii. I don't know, man. B. Ike Link. Bike uh, Link, I get it. Oh, yeah, there we go. Crockett Dial. R. Ed Beaker, who looks like a dinosaur bonk. Yeah, he fights like bonk too. He like had butts and stuff. Gary Geek, Egghead Errol, the Amigos, which are cacti. That's the Uvulalas. Uh, I don't know, man. It's the Uvula. All right. Uh, Roz Urbach, Spike Saurus, U. Elcher. Uh huh. Oh, no, I think it's V. L. Oh, v. L. Vulture. Gotcha. The Imps, Lee Octonus. Who's the uh, the T Rex? Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but he looks like a Triceratops. Skins Skeleton, so a Skeleton. Uh, Red Riding Ape. He's got a weird hood on. Twinkle Toes, which is a tree. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Google Eyes, which is a flower with Google Eyes. Uh, Flora Springer, Florit Sprung. They're like the weird spring things. Venus Bonk Trap. When you jump on some of the flowers, they they you know try to attack you. And then the, the bosses get named as well. Okay, so the big dinosaur is Huey. Uh-huh. He spits the one. bubbles out. Okay. Scrolling so slowly. <laughs> it really is. Gladys. Is the one with the Fu Manchu. It, yeah. <laughs> it's a ninja guy with a Fu Manchu. And like horn-rimmed glasses. And his, his name is Gladys. Congozilla. That's got to be like some kind of copyright infringement, right? No, it seems like, I mean, it's, why Why would you think that? Uh, no, never mind. No, just forget about <laughs> it. No big deal. Punchy Pedro. Is Ashitano Joe. Yep. The uh, the boxer. Yep, look at him. Uh-huh. Punchy S- Pedro. Slowly scrolling there. It's painfully slow scroll. Pseudoza. And that's the evil princess, or when she's mind controlled. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit, uh, just a second, you'll see that creepy demon car. That thing is scary looking. It was a hard boss to fight, too. T-Rector head. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? This thing is terrifying. Yep. And then Do yourself a favor. Jump on uh, YouTube and, and just look up. There's a Bonk's Adventure long play, and it's literally some dude playing through the entire game. The ending is worth Evil checking King out. <laughs> only for the weirdness. I uh, I will say, though, I, I did really enjoy this game a lot. Uh, even when I was younger. Now, I have a bit of a confession to make. Ooh, yeah. Juicy details. Uh, so, when I was a kid, you headbutt people and called yourself bonk. I wish. That would that would that would be slightly less painful than this. Okay. So, when I was a kid, I had a next-door neighbor. I uh, she ended up moving away because uh, you headbutt her too many times <laughs> calling yourself no. bonk and you I, scream, "Princess, come back to me." Did she move to the moon? No, I think she's in the the area. Okay. I think the maybe she's on the moon. moon. 
I mean, she might be on the moon. I don't have any proof that she's not on the moon, honestly. Moonland. Maybe working on a banana farm. Anyway, so so my next door neighbor was this girl named Sherry. And I uh, so Sherry and I played a lot when we were younger. We were the same age, the same grade and everything. Uh-huh. You know? And she ended up moving away when I was probably uh, eight-ish, something like that, seven, eight. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but her older brother had a TurboGrafx-16. Oh, the plot thickens. And her older brother had Bonk's Adventure. Mm-hmm. And I was a giant jerk and would go over there and she'd be like, well, what do you want to do? And I'd be like, oh, play Bonk's Adventure. And it was a one-player game. So basically, <laughs> I would go over there to play Bonk's Adventure. And I don't remember, like, I, I my memory's not that strong for that time, but I'm sure it All probably happened... A lot of headbutting, but I'm sure it happened more than once. So I, I just like to make a, a public apology here to my old friend Sherry. Listen, really sorry that I was using you for your older brother <laughs> to play Box Adventure. And I feel even worse because today, if somebody asked me to hang out with them, if Sherry asked me to hang out and, and catch up, I might just be like, Hey, where's your brother's Turbo Graphics 16? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fun. I really liked it. Don't you have it on your virtual console for a week? <laughs> yeah, so. So why would you have to hunt down Sherry's older brother? You could just blow her off and say, no, <laughs> I'm playing Turbo Graphics 16 on my Wii. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, there's a lot of nostalgia for her older brother's Turbo Graphics 16, all right? I. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really telling that you you won't drop the brother's name. Oh, I don't know the brother's name. Exactly. <laughs> you just know he had a TurboGrafx-16. I knew he had a TurboGrafx. I don't remember his name. I, I mean, I'm terrible with names anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sorry I'm a giant jerk. Sherry. Sherry stuck with you for some reason. Have you still talked to the Sherry? Uh, you know, I'm I'm friends with her on social media. I'm actually going to uh, be uh, tagging, tagging her in this episode. And, yep, and uh, uh, she'll if just she wants, randomly get like, why is Craig it? Bonks, that jerk. <laughs> she probably will. She'll probably know. She probably <laughs> thinks about it as often as I do. And she just thinks like, Craig could have been a better friend. There's this hole in her heart and just like this <laughs> alternate life that she just could picture. Just like, oh, I, Craig and I used to hang out so much. Something really could have sparked and happened there. Uh, now that I don't. And then Bonks Adventure <laughs> came along. Now that I don't believe for a second. Oh, okay. She has standards, all right, Sander. <laughs> don't don't go insult. I've I've insulted Sherry enough by, you know, hanging out with her to play Bonk. But don't insult her by bringing her down to Craig's level. <laughs> yep, that was that was my adventures with uh Bonk though. Craig's adventures, Bonk's adventures. We shared adventures. And Sherry has a bonk-shaped hole in her heart for the friendship she might have had with Craig if he wasn't such a piece of crap. <laughs> but I am. Yep. So I recommend everyone plays Bonk's Adventure. Get a hold of your friends. Maybe their older brothers have <laughs> Bonk's Adventure you can play. Uh, you know, just say that you're going to hang out with them and then don't. Or uh, get a Wii. Or, you know, Wii and get Wii the virtual, virtual console. console. Or just yeah. go get a Turbo Graphics. I can't imagine that. Well, they're probably expensive. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Just go to the Glitch's house. I'm sure he's got one. Uh, you know, I think he does. Good, yeah, chat with the Perfect. Glitch. Perfect. Good time yep. Glitch. Thank, good job. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't have anything else to, to do on, on Bonk. I just, uh, 
I played it a little bit when it was on the virtual console. I remember enjoying it enough, but it never like it was one of those that was like, oh, this is interesting. But I've got Solomon's Key now too, <laughs> so I'm gonna jump over. I'm gonna play Solomon's Key. Yeah, in fact, I think looking I, back, I, I kind of wish I, I'd played a little bit more to kind of see this funky cast of characters. It, it's a really goofy game. I, uh, it is interesting though. I think that Bonk's Adventure did come out the exact same day at the Wii's launch as Solomon's Key, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, November 21st. Yeah, yeah, yep. I remember downloading, like, I, I think I was more excited to be able to play Bonk's Adventure finally after all those years. And then I came over and showed you Solomon's Key, and you're like, what a fool I was. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's exactly the words I used, I think, too, Xander. Yep, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have a photographic memory, Xander. Yep. It's just how it happened. Exactly how it, it sure happened. Sure is. It sure is. Got any other... Uh, Nuggets of joy. No, really, only uh, uh, that one friend uh, whose life I ruined. Uh, no other friends' uh, lives were ruined because of me and Bonk that I know of. There might have been a few others. All those kids you had, but <laughs> listen, Xander, don't judge what I do on the weekends these days. All right. <laughs> Now were there were there multiple Bonk games? There were. Uh, not only was Bonk's Adventure ported to Nintendo and Game Boy, uh, but uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen had uh, Bonk two and three. Gotcha. Do they do they jump up graphically I mean, or anything? Not, or? not graphically. It's sort of more of the same. Uh, I I think the I I've, I'm really only very familiar with Bonk one, uh, but I feel like they they get a little bit you know more improved with each one. Uh, but it's more of the same basically. There's not. A, it's not like Mario. 1 to 3 where it's like a ton of different power-ups and you know crazy stuff like that. Though uh there is a pretty weird bonk game for Super Nintendo. Uh Super Bonk uh has a lot of uh more weird stuff you can like grow in size and shrink and hmm. you know a bunch of other stuff. Bonk is almost he's kind of like a, a Charlie Brown Krillin mix. Yeah. You, you take uh Charlie Brown Mix them with Krillin, slap a loincloth on them, and throw them <laughs> in the dinosaur era, and you pretty much have uh, Bonk. Mix a little bit of uh, young Goku's attitude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that 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 sort of kind of, you know, sort of childlike demeanor, which, let's face it, Krillin and uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown don't, don't have. have. <laughs> they do not have that. Charlie Brown has indeed lost his touch. He did. He really, really <laughs> did. Yep. Uh, is it a Quick side note, uh, Xander and I, or I'm sorry, I at a comic convention ran into the guy who supposedly did the voice of Charlie Brown, and uh, I got him to record a voicemail. I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. And he didn't sound anything like Charlie Brown. It literally sounded like you just found uh, John Q. Whiteman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, hey, record my voicemail and just pretend you're Charlie Brown. Like, I remember it was, it was like, good grief, you've reached Craig's voicemail. He can't come to the phone right now, so leave a message. It was it. That was it. Like it, it didn't li- sound like <laughs> Charlie Brown. I, he, it must have been his voice when he was a kid or something. Yeah. I or maybe he wasn't trying. I have no yeah, idea. I'd imagine it was. I, if I remember correctly, a lot of the uh, the old Schultz cartoons were just like they actually got kids. Like even the I new see, yeah. the new Peanuts movie was like kids. Oh, was it? Normally they get adults, so they keep the same voice. You know, you would think so. Maybe he was just the one for that specific special, and then like thirty years had passed, and then you found him like, do the voice. And he's like. I can't. <laughs> but he said he could. Puberty. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, so sad. 
But uh, after that, my voicemail... Uh, I changed it like immediately after and I was like, my voicemail would be more interesting, but Charlie Brown no, lost his touch. No, it was brilliant because it was like, it was just your regular, like, hey, you've reached a voicemail, Craig. I uh, can't come to the phone right now. Sorry, blah, blah. And you like, you just like a normal voicemail message. And then like, there was a trail and you're like, uh, sorry, that would have been a lot more interesting, but uh, Charlie Brown's lost his touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Charlie Brown and that guy who did his voice a million years ago. Yep. But uh, that uh, takes us uh, from one headbutting adventure to the next, I guess. Is the next the headbutting so adventure? We, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll just we'll just jump into Retro Relapse. We'll just do that. Yeah. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So we're sitting with this uh, giant list of games that we can play. Uh-huh. Uh, because instead of rating the... Uh, the studio's uh, game collection, we looked yeah. through this old treasure trove of emulators I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what else can we do for Rocktober? And uh, a song came to mind. And I thought, oh, man, that song's really cool. They, I, that's an old cartoon. Like, clearly, they have to have an old uh, uh, video game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I told Craig, I was like, all right, man, eyes closed time. And you just took your glasses off because you're blind as a bat without them. I sure am. Um, let me see if I can find this game. And the I, the hope was that the theme song that I remember uh, was was going to be translated into the the you know the SNES sound card. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't quite the one I thought of, um, but that you you recognize the 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 colored blobs like oh man is that SWAT cats? <laughs> yup. But this is what I was hoping for. This is the intro. Yeah, it's got cartoony sound effects, but give it a second. It gets rocking here soon. Right here. This is what I was hoping for. Yeah. Cats, the Radical Squadron. I really enjoyed the cartoon when I was younger. I never, I never really watched it. I saw the intro every once in a while and saw commercials for it, and that's how I got familiar with the uh, the theme song. But I never, I don't think I ever actually watched an episode of SWAT Cats, which is a shame because that looks awesome. It was pretty cool. It's, it's so, so here's the thing: the Super Nintendo game we'll talk about in a little bit here. We don't have quite as much to say about the Super Nintendo game. Uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't very good. It wasn't that great. But uh, SWAT Cats was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon about... Okay, bear with me here. <laughs> it's about these two guys who used to be in the military. Mm-hmm. They, T-Bone and Razor. T-Bone and Razor. They used to be in the military, they were in the Air Force, and they were like the best of the best. They were the aces. They got kicked out of the Air Force because they were too radical. Too radical. That's why I'm not in the Air Force. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I apply like, whoa, dial back the <laughs> ratitude, man. And it couldn't be done. Xander could not be contained, and that's why he's not in the Air Force. Yep. So they get kicked out, and they go to this junkyard where they work as, like, scrappers. They're like garbage men. But then they decide that they're going to use all that scrap and junk to build the world's greatest jet. And so these two guys who are kicked out of the military for being too rad make the world's greatest jet and then proceed to, you know, save the city from giant monsters. It's ridiculous. It's kind of stupid, but I but really like it. Awesome. It was pretty kind of radical. <laughs> it was pretty radical. I don't know that there's a DVD box set of the series out there. It's can probably I'm sure you can probably find episodes on YouTube, but I really dug it. It's really over the top. The music was great. And uh, I don't think there were really that many episodes done of it. Probably not. I don't but they made a video much. game for Super Nintendo. It sure is mediocre. Yeah. So let's say, I mean, SWAT cats, you think of like the jet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the and you, it's a platformer. <laughs> not a, not a shoot 'em up. No, it's not. It, it's a platformer with some shoot 'em up elements. Yeah, uh, and it uh, really left you kind of wishing you'd played something else. Yeah, it's not great. It's it's a little clunky. The I mean, the controls aren't bad. It's nothing's horrible about it. It's just, eh. Ooh. So, so I'm just pulling this up. Uh-huh. SWAT Cats had 23 regular episodes, one special, and six canceled episodes. There were two seasons. Wow, six canceled episodes. Uh, its original release was September 11th, 1993. That's, hmm, I don't know how I feel Something about that. about uh, cats flying planes. and I don't, think I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. But uh, yeah, apparently there was a uh, a revival of the series funded by Kickstarter. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. But uh, hopefully they don't revive this game. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, the no. controls were clunky. You had you had two guns. One, I mean, we played as, as T Bone. We didn't try Razor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we tried T Bone out. He had two guns. One was a missile that shot about two feet in front of him and then disappeared. The other one was one that shot across the screen but did nothing. Yeah, it really did squat. It, it literally bounced off the enemies. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if I I could be crazy, but if I'm remembering right, the guys uh, T Bone and Razor in the cartoon had these like gauntlets that like they they would sometimes punch stuff, but occasionally they had like weapons in them, like missiles and stuff. And so I think that's what they were trying to replicate with that. Yeah, because they were in the cartoon, they weren't always in their jets, but. <laughs> Excuse me. So, in between, in like the middle of the level, uh, it actually changes from the standard platformer thing that you've done so far, and yep. you actually get inside the jet, and it's this weird mode seven shoot 'em up. Yeah, you're. It's like you're behind the the plane. The view is you're you're looking at the back of the plane, flying directly at Earth. Yeah, you're like you've gone like you were like way going in, in a nose dive down now. Yeah, like you had to have literally started on Jupiter and flown <laughs> down. It takes so long to get to the monster. There's yeah. no you way you can only move left and right. But mm-hmm. while you're moving left and right, you're also moving where you're aiming. Yeah, so you can aim wherever you want on the screen. But as you move, aim left or right, you're also moving to left and right. So you have to dodge and aim with the same thing. It's really clunky. I feel like this would have been a much better game to put on like 
uh, the PlayStation or like PlayStation 2 where you had like the analog sticks where you could aim with yeah. one and move with the other. I could see that. Uh, I could also see just not making a platformer or a half a shoot 'em up and yeah. just making a regular shoot 'em up. And so there were like six levels you chose, whatever. And the first one we chose was Dr. Viper. Yeah, city area. Yeah. City level. So you go through the level and you fight this giant, like, uh, blue ooze monster who was in the intro. So if you go on YouTube and look up the SWAT Cats intro because you want to listen to that radical theme song all over Pretty again. Pretty rad. Uh, you'll see him. Um, and then, like, we were we were given up. Like, this is taking so long. It took forever for us to finally get in and blow up that monster. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're like, sweet, Dr. Viper, you're not getting away from us. And then it was like another level. Like, to, to get Dr. Viper, yeah. It was like a full-on, like, classic gaming level to get to the mid-boss. And then it was going to be another... And then we're like, no, we're done. We can't do oh, this yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was not great. Yeah, so... A little bit disappointing. It is. I, I wanted it to be better. I remember renting it when I was younger and not renting it much after that. And I couldn't remember if it was just hard or, like in this case, the controls just aren't that great. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, the pla- the graphics look really good. Yeah, the, the graphics look solid. Uh, I appreciate it, like, in the background for the first part of that first level. You see the giant monster you're eventually going to be fighting, like, like uh, sort of, like, lumbering through the yeah. cityscape. I kind of foreshadowing was, what's coming. Yeah, I thought that was neat. I thought there was some really cool stuff they did. There's also a weird leveling system. Like, you killed yeah. monsters and got experience points. They hand out one-ups like candy. Yeah, they really did. But when we died a bunch in that jet area of yeah, the game... it didn't count as our as yeah, a loss. It wasn't. Somehow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we didn't... Uh, we didn't we, we, I mean, we played for about 40 minutes. Probably. Maybe a little under that. But, yeah, pretty close. And, and Just yeah. Uh, underwhelmed. Yeah, very underwhelmed. Uh, so, on the 8-bit scale, what would you give this? Would you say it's too radical to be played? It's way too radical to be played. Uh, I I would probably give it a four out of eight. It, it's not that bad. Like I've played worse. It's it's very middling. Oh, you know what? Maybe even a three out of eight. I, that jet part of the game really stunk. And they're the SWAT cats. They should have a good jet level. Yeah, I'd say like a three point five. Yeah, I'll say a three. Definitely yeah. room for improvement. Definitely. And maybe we just need to try harder. I don't know. It just didn't. I don't think so. I think we were doing okay. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we our heads weren't in the game that much, I guess, but, you know, we were doing all right. Yeah. I mean, the the nothing stood out about the soundtrack for the game. It didn't the opening, sound bad. Yeah, the opening theme was kind of there. It was like a sort of compressed 16-bit version, but it was, you know, the main theme was kind of there at the opening, but then after that, it was just flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I don't have anything else on this. Other than I, cats, I just nope. wish it would have been better. I really, yeah, I, 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 I won't recommend you play the game, but I will recommend you uh, give the cartoon a watch. There you go. Uh, so that'll lead us into our next round of the RPG protagonist battle. Ah, yeah. Who do we have this time? It's a Xander versus Xander. <gasps> really? Yeah. Well, who is it? This is going to be a tough one. Uh, Although I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going to vote. Yeah. So this round... Is between mm-hmm. uh, Erdnot Rex from Mass Effect. Rex, okay. Versus Lark from Legend of Mana. So hear me out. Rex is pretty great. Yeah. He's, Rex is, he's cool. is a really fantastic character. I really liked Rex. I really enjoyed him. I played the, the first Mass Effect all the way through. I really enjoyed Rex. He, he was one of my favorite characters in that. He was, he was like my right-hand man. Lark is pretty great. Though. Lark is pretty amazing. So Lark is 
awesome. Yep. I mean, this is a win-win for me. Either either character gets through. I mean, yeah, I like both the characters. I I have a feeling Rex might get a little more love on the polls. I think so. I only because it's a more popular game. You know, uh, uh, you know, you have uh, Lark from Legend of Mana, which is an awesome game. It's yep, a phenomenal very underrated, game. very underrated. But it's not that popular of a game. It's not as you know, well played as like Secret of Mana. Yeah, you know, which so, that Secret of Mana remake looks so good. I'm kind of excited for it. I uh, <coughs> I have mixed feelings because uh, a part of me thinks to myself like, you know, and it's like, well, the sprite work in Secret of Mana is great. It's not like it needs an update. I, I guess, you know, to be able to do cut scenes and stuff like that, like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I, I have mixed feelings because it looks pretty good, but it's not like the Super Nintendo looks bad. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I almost wonder if... I, I think what maybe frustrates me the most is Square's like, hey, here's a Secret of Mana collection. The the first game on Game Boy, Super Nintendo, and then the, you know, Sick and Dead Setsu 3. And, you know, over us uh, in the States are like, so we're getting that collection, right? We're going to finally get Sick and Dead Setsu 3, right? And Square's like, hey, how about a remake for the PlayStation? And it's like, but, uh, I mean, we already have that game. Like, why not Sick and Dead Setsu 3? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, that, that's a little upsetting for me. I think that's why I'm a little bitter about it. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize all that that all that collection was coming out, too. Oh, it's already out in that. Japan yep. uh, for the Switch. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer because Seiken Detsetsu 3 is supposed to be one of the best games ever. But we'll never know in America, will we, Square Enix? Come on, guys. Stop doing this to us. Listen, Square Enix. I know you listen to our podcast. Yep. Come on. Give, gonna, us, give us the collection. You're going to see Lark's going to win this poll. And that'll be all the proof you need to bring that collection over. Yes. What Xander said. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Lark versus Rex. Jump uh, on the Facebook group. A vote for uh, Lark is a vote for the uh, Secret of Mana collection. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a vote for Rex is a vote for Rex. Yes. Nailed it. Perfect. Well, uh, so this is week three of Rocktober. We have one episode left for Rocktober. We sure do. And it, it might be the rockiest. Yeah, I would say so. It doesn't get much rockier. That's true. I mean, it could. Well, I mean, arguably. Yeah. But you have to wait to find out what it is. We're not going to tell you on this Look episode. Look to it. It should be a really, really fun and enlightening episode. A lot of stories. Yeah. Lots of... I don't, I don't know that we'll dive into the music so much. Who knows? It's not really a music game. Maybe a little. But... Uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, hopefully you guys are digging the Rocktober tracks that are coming up at the end of the episodes. Um... And that'll do it for this episode. We will see you next time when the legend continues.